What's going on, everybody? Corey here. Welcome back to another Fly Casual and our countdown to 200. What? Yep, that's how long it's been that you can clinically say we have not had better things to do in our lives. Hey, we got news and we got toys tonight. We're talking about what Bob Iger says about the future of Star Wars. John Kazan's got some words about solo sequels, maybe. And, of course, Garrett's going to try to get Popcorner out even without Howie here to back him up. So we'll see how that goes on another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of Better Than Ezran, our uh, our Dragon Prince podcast. <laughs> you guys raring to go? Uh, yeah. what? All right, what? book one, The Moon, episode one. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bang this out with a thirty minute tri weekly podcast about the Dragon Prince. Better than Ezran. I don't know what's happening mm-hmm. here. Yeah, the elves well, have four fingers. Discuss. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be gross? Well, well, three fingers and a thumb. Yeah. What happened to the fifth? Or the fourth finger. I don't know. Huh? I don't know. What happened? I'm I'm hooked on based on that yeah. alone. How many how many pop culture jokes can you fit into a fantasy, uh, a high <laughs> fantasy uh, uh, concept show? All all of the pop culture jokes. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg came up twice. <laughs> yeah, I swept the leg. Yeah, what were you trying to do? I was trying to sweep the leg. That's not part of sword fighting. I like Claudia. She's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, she she's funny but evil. Yeah, but it's that's a weird the, combination. That's the thing. Uh, you know, we were through like second or third episode, and I'm talking with the kid, and she's like, she's like, I don't, I don't understand why is this person doing that. And I said, you know, this thing, I don't know if there's a clear antagonist in this well, there show. Is, there's definitely, the I'm sure, there's definitely somebody who's doing something that we don't think he should be doing, but whether he's doing it altruistically or not isn't quite clear. You know. I'm liking yeah. the Dragon Prince. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's Fly Casual, your very favorite nonsensical Star Wars podcast. That's what that's what that's what we are. Yep. I am your don't host over here at Master Control, Mr. Me, Corey T. Wilson. And uh on my right, with a cacophony, that's not the right word, a myriad, a <laughs> cornucopia of random Ooh. mic cables slung hastily about. To overcome technical difficulties and the absence of how he's Mr. Michael J. Archibald. It is the spaghetti incident. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is. That's well be from now known. When you go to the top of the <laughs> forever, series. For now and forever. Yeah. When you go to the top of the What You Talking About Willis Tower <laughs> and you look down at like the Stevenson Expressway, that's what you see <laughs> currently draped amongst the mic booms yeah. in the studio right well, now. Hey, they're working. That's all we can ask for. They are working-esque. <laughs> they're working-ly. Yeah. Ishly. <laughs> Mike doesn't sound quite as rich and full as he would usually because working-esque is going to have to be good enough for this episode. It is. You know what this Tomorrow just means? Until Howie's back. Yeah, if Howie doesn't show up before uh, before episode next, uh, we're just going to have to sit around and do nothing and wait until he does. I think that's what that yeah, means. Yeah, I think that's exactly yep. what that means. Yeah. It's in our contract. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got that going for us. But hey, we shall overcome. We did overcome. What What's what's it that the, the Bears Gorillas do? What's he say? got to adapt, overcome, uh, eat some plants. I don't remember what it is. Dodge, duck. Roll dodge. dodge. Right. Cross pond down a few with Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. What up, guys? Hey, fool. Yippee yo. Hey. 
Well, I gotta be honest. I've had a rough week. Oh yeah. No. What's wrong, Thank man? You. you haven't well, got you haven't got Mr. Mime yet, have you? Well, they, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of it. Well, they just announced Daredevil's gonna die. What? Again. <laughs> and uh, I saw the 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 new Joker, uh, you know, test thing. The, 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 Phoenix. the, yeah, the kind of costume know. test photos there. Yeah, it kind, oh, of, no. kind of scared me a little bit. Oh, I don't like no. it. Okay, he's, then, he's not dressed in purple. Yeah, I know. It, it was scary, though. And then the last thing. <laughs> I don't understand DC. I think, Sorry. I, no, I picked up a Batman comic today off the shelf, and I saw Batman's wiener. And I was yes. Traumatized. I saw a thing what? about how they were gonna like go back and remove Batman's wiener from future printing, yeah. and I'm like, without any exposition, how did Batman's wiener get into? Well, you see, you turn a page and you're reading, you know, the little comic bubbles. And yeah. You look at, look at the picture. So I turned the page, read a bubble, looked at the picture, and there was a wang right there. Is it? Is it like turned into my? Oh yeah, it's the contours of a wang covered up, like no. Batman's reeling really, really nope. tight skivvies. Nope, nope, it's out there. He's full on. He's full on throwing the old, the yep. old undercarriage bat signal. Yeah, flapping like a windsock. Well, you know, I'm not saying that the comics huh? code is a thing that still exists, but it kind of still does. No. In well, mainstream this is, this comics. Is the new, these are the new black label from DC, so I guess they're a little bit more edgy. Edgy. Uh, and that was basically the only edgy thing in that comic. Was I mean, was it was it a good wiener? Should Batman be proud of it? I don't want to think. Yeah, like, okay. it wasn't oh, bad. I'll okay. be honest, it wasn't bad. Because I don't know if I, how I've I feel worse. about Batman if he's walking around with you know a thimbleful. I, no, that's all good. I'm not saying that it's wrong to have a thimbleful. I'm just saying it's wrong if Batman has a thimbleful. Yeah, it's Batman. Yeah, yeah, but how did it it's compare to blue? How did it compare to blue Wiener oh, in yeah. the Watchmen? Yeah, who wins in a dick fight, Batman or Doctor Manhattan? <laughs> well, it, you know, well, Doctor Manhattan can grow like a hundred times his own size. Shoot, right? that's True. cheating. Yeah, that that's is cheating. cheating. <laughs> it is cheating. Yeah, I liked how Doctor Manhattan didn't care about having his wang out when he was in private on the surface of Mars. <laughs> but when they're like taking over countries in the in Southeast Asia, and he's like nine hundred feet tall, he's like. Well, I better mental up some black yeah. short pants. <laughs> well, they yeah. made him do that. A banana was, hammock. Because, you know, he was fighting for America and that was, they considered that obscene. <laughs> so they made him cover it up. But not in Batman Black Label, my friend. Nope. Nope. Wow. Yep. That, that was seared into my brain and I can't get it out. That feels edgy for the sake of edgy. That doesn't feel like it serves any was. purpose. It oh, didn't boy. Purpose. Well... I think it's been it, it's been pretty much acknowledged since the 80s back when you couldn't actually release a comedy movie unless this one woman's boobs flopped yes. out at one point. Yes. That was like part of the code of making a comedy back then. It's like, it's like well, oh, there's the boobies. There's not even a swear word in this movie, but there's the boobs. Yeah. And we kind of like Titanic, right? Yeah, we kind of grew past that in the 90s when they figured out that women went to see movies too. And so you started getting things like, you know, like, uh, uh, Frick, I don't know, uh, You've Got Mail, or what's the one that came, Sleepless in Seattle, and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, you know what? We don't have to flash breasts in a comedy. No. Not don't. a prereq. But now the comics are like, you know, hold my beer. They were, they're coming around and we're, we're realizing, or, or we're busting right through the fact that everyone kind of got comfortable with the fact that nudity is fine if it serves a purpose. If yeah. it doesn't, <laughs> it's stupid. I don't know. I guess I guess I was more disappointed that they did this in the Batman comic and not the Poe Dameron comic. 
because that would have been sweet. You want to see Poe's D, do you? No, he yeah. wants to see some yeah, sexy dude. Wexley. It's the Don't last lie. <laughs> it's the last comic of the series. You got to do something. Hell yeah, it is. Bump yeah. time. Yeah. Burn those bridges. Good <laughs> golly. Burn Matt those Wexley, bridges. Matt baby. Oh, Daredevil's going to die and Garrick saw Batwiener. That's, that is a rough week. Yeah. I know. My two favorite comic characters of all time. Will never be the same. Yeah, my whole family's been in and out of doctors' offices all week, but I feel bad for you. <laughs> I know you should. That sucks. That sucks. Hey, speaking of sucking guys, yeah. Oh, what episode what? number one ninety seven? Whoa, three, three. Only two mm-hmm. episodes left before we hit the bicentennial. Are we uh? Are we uh are we actually planning on doing anything at all whatsoever? I mean, I mean hey, we want to make sure you don't uh, miss that two hundredth episode. We got a lot of special stuff we're doing because I think the listeners that have been with us for more than like two episodes have already figured out that we are limping to the barn every time we sit down. <laughs> well, we've got we've got forty. We got special guest B. Arthur will be joining the cast. B. Arthur, yeah, Maud herself, Maud herself, Dorothy will be here herself for the two hundredth episode from the grave. Yep, Harvey Corman will be stopping by. Yep. What? And he'll have all the arms. <laughs> all of the arms. With good by friend way, Tim Conway. By the way, by the way, watching uh, Solo again uh, yeah. uh, last week. Oh. I'd like to point out that I started laughing at something that I didn't pick up on the first time. Okay. When they're sitting around the campfire. All right. You know, getting ready to do the big train heist next day. Yeah. Who's doing the cooking? Uh, the forearm the guy. The forearm guy. <laughs> <laughs> if that was not a nod to the, the holiday special, why is the forearm guy doing the cooking, right? I think it has right. to be a yes. nod. I think he has right. more arms to do yeah. more cooking. You can get more cooking done that way. A two-arm Wookiee can't yeah. do it. They get mad and start growling at the screen. Val's not to do it. That's sexist. Yeah. No, you yeah. no, 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 no. Can't, can't do that. that. No, 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 no. No, even Ray only did instant meals. So, yeah. Hello. <laughs> and she just served had, Just had water. Just had water. Put it in yeah. water. Anyway, let's talk about some Star Wars news. Like Men in Black. Listeners are going to have to forgive me because uh, I have a glare. Now that I'm sitting over your master control, there's a glare right on the <laughs> iPad for the soundboard. Hard so I'm like there. fishing for buttons and Hard tapping and not. Stall, uh, really, uh, really studious listeners will realize that I completely borked over the intro too, but <laughs> the show must go on. That's all right. I hit the button like three times yeah. instead of one time. That's all right. We'll forgive you. Show, guys. Yeah, one take. Yeah, except, right for, the, the first except time. for the take that we hope Howie actually didn't do, which are, where I completely borked it. <laughs> No, that's going at the end, right, Howie? It's like, it's like one out of 10 episodes, one out of 20, hey, where I completely borked up just, an intro. I just thought of a picture we could use for our episode this week. You did? Well, uh, hopefully it'll make our title sound sexist like two weeks nope. ago. <laughs> we might we might need an explicit tag, but mm. it just came to me from the intro. Oh, uh, Batman's wiener? It's about time. Yeah. An explicit tag. <laughs> the bat wiener? Yeah, let's put it right on there. The bat I've, dash I've heard it, I, uh, The internet is calling it the Batawang, and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> that's not bad. The Batawang's not bad, but I think I like the reference to the '60s camp show more than I like the like the pun style. Like the yeah. like I, I like I like the I would like to think that when you're looking at a close up of Batman's uh, peen, uh, there's a little white sign with black text on it <laughs> that just says Bat Dash Wiener. Like, like just, just, just right next to it, you know, 
Which, you know, there's right two Batman. With an arrow pointing down. There's two Batman comics that came out this week. And I hate, I'm sorry, listeners, but <laughs> in the other Batman comic, the, he addressed why he called um, Robin Chum. <laughs> oh no! Jeez. And it wasn't why you think it is. You should read it. It's hilarious. It's because uh, Robin got uh, almost eaten by the shark when he was hanging from the back copter. Uh, more or less, he uh, never washed his uniform. Oh. <laughs> Chum is another word for uh, uh, I guess. So it had nothing to do with the fact that from you under? know '60s Batman, you know, stereotypes of rich people nope. from the '60s. No, that had nothing to do with nope, it. nope, not at nope. all. Recon. It's Recon. because his suit was full of Fremunda. Great. Yep, that's just wonderful. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny the way it read. You should take it out. Oh, no, now I'm just going to be afraid there's going to be a wiener hiding behind every page. Oh, man. Well, boy, speaking yeah. of wiener, uh-huh. the Bobbiger is in the news this week. Hey, Bobbiger, Bobbiger is not a wiener. Wait, what? The connection there. You what, nothing, not, not at all? You know, if you're going to take a, like, like, you know, a top 10 corporation in the world type thing and talk about the CEO, <laughs> I'm not often going to go, hey, come on, that guy's not a wiener. I'm almost always probably going to go, yeah, wiener. <laughs> Yeah, he's got more than I'll ever have, and he probably his family probably well, hates him. To he's be a to be honest with you, but Bob Iger, I'm like, no, come on, he's all right, right? He's one of the good like ones. He has well, to be. In this right? article, yeah. I'm kind of seeing it that way a little bit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is big news that has come out within the last couple of days. It set the internet uh, on fire. It has. Everybody's the going a little crazy. Internet cray. fire event of, <laughs> of all time. time. All time. All time. All time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Bob Iger sitting down with the conference call, expected conference call here in September for, I believe it's Disney's uh, fiscal year end. So they're doing a lot of wrap-up stuff oh, right now. October fiscal start? That's cool. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I believe that's what I've read. So, so do we. Anyway, so big uh, big conference call happening. So he was fielding a lot of questions, including Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn and all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, of course, Star Kevin Wars... Martin would uh, pop up in said discussion and in this call Iger was quoted as saying you can expect some slowdown Iger said but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films he pointed to J.J. Abrams continued work on episode 9 and Game of Thrones creators David Benioff and D.B. Weiss their Hmm. upcoming sagas as examples of films in the works wait a minute Uh, (laughs) What? What? What could, what could possibly come to mind immediately? <laughs> Hold on now. We'll get, we'll get there. This jives. What's my Boba Fett movie? <laughs> this jives with early reports that further anthology films, uh, such that were rumored but unannounced, like Obi Wan, the Obi Wan film, and uh, and uh, the the Boba Fett were axed in the wake of Solo. So oh. he's saying that's not necessarily the case. But uh, anyway, so he made some brief comments. And uh, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. There's another one. There's some more missing from there, isn't there? Well, okay. I can get to that real quick. Uh, let's see. He says, we are just at the point where we're going to start making decisions about what comes next after episode nine. Iger continued, but I think we're going to be a little bit more careful about volume and timing. And the buck stops yeah. here on that. So basically, he's uh, he's awesome. basically admitting that uh, yeah, maybe we bit off more than we can chew. We were just doing a little too much, um, which actually, in my opinion, is kind of refreshing. Here, this is kind of really Disney's first time coming out 
since Last Jedi, you know, the divisiveness of Last Jedi and, you know, the the box office failure that was Solo, this is the first time they've really come out and kind of claimed any responsibility, really. First time mm-hmm. they've publicly admitted taking a breath. Yeah. It's because there was all the he rumors and stuff before. He doesn't this. go real deep in this. No. So, and I know, like, like Garrick alluded to, the, the internet is on fire right now about what this means, but... It's it's to me again. It's even though it's a very basic comment about you know where we're at currently and and what has come before. Um, but I like the fact that they're actually taking a little responsibility. He's saying that the buck stops with him, and you know, yeah, we maybe we made some missteps. You know, mm-hmm. again, they're not admitting a whole lot. They're not. He's not getting into detail there. What do you say about Ryan but, Johnson's trilogy? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I was I was looking at my Twitter feed and I just, I wasn't listening close enough. What do what well, Mike? What did he say? What did he say? Corey, Corey. He said he what he said. What did he say about that? He said Jack Squat. Jack Squizzle. <laughs> he failed to mention that one. Huh? Jack J Squat. That one did not come up in the discussion, my friend. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, right. Disney didn't do a slowdown. We can prove it because everything's perfect. So he's just This is a strategic lie of some sort So clearly him not talking about <laughs> Ryan Johnson's trilogy Actually confirms it Because it's the most secret it's there, one Right yeah I mean well didn't Didn't, didn't RJ He gave us a little fist bump on Twitter So, we're, so it's all good Thank God right? we've retconned And headcanoned <laughs> that Back into the safe spaces That apparently all of the sycophant fans Not all of the fans, the sycophant fans. So let's be honest about this. So just because he omitted comments about RJ and his trilogy from this does not necessarily mean that it's next. But that said, I think it's very telling, in my opinion, that that he only mentions two things. He mentions episode nine, which everybody knew. And he mentions the Game of Thrones guys. I mean, he mentions specifically called out the ones that I'm the most interested in. Honestly, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so very interesting. He didn't even now let's be careful too, because he didn't talk about, he also didn't talk about John Favreau's, um, TV series. Okay. Hmm. So, you know, if we're going to jump all over RJ, shut up, Mike, <laughs> I think I'm spinning this narrative the way that makes me laugh the hardest. I think the way he was answering the question, he was focused more on the movies rather yes. than... Yeah, that's also sure. true. So shut up, Mike. Because <laughs> nothing's slowing down. Not, I mean, Star Wars isn't just the movies. Well, cinema. no, I think they were pretty specific in saying that they were going to slow down. The, it, but he is specific about the movies. Yes, they're talking yeah. movies here. They're yeah. talking... I, I mean, the, 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 basically, I, what I'm taking away from this is we're not going to get Star Wars every 12 months. <laughs> Which, you know, overwhelmingly, every six the, months. most of the people that yeah, I've seen right. on Twitter and, you know, the usual suspects have been like, that's fine. Doesn't have to be every six months or 12 months. And I kind of, I, I kind of agree, but I also don't think that having a movie a year is the problem. Of course, a lot of the people are going, going, well, look at Marvel. They put out like three or four, three to five movies a year. And none of them catch as much hate other than Thor 2 uh, as it's horrible movie. It's just, it's yeah, it's well, I don't know. I mean, you know, you can't help but compare Star Wars to Marvel and, and what the MCU has done. Although I will I mean, say that it's easy to it's easier to to break different kinds of superheroes into different genre feels than it is 
Star Wars movies. Because there's fewer characters. Yeah. I mean, this this is and not as easy to do. A superhero movie can feel like anything because as long as you can identify with what's going on, like, okay, this takes place on a trash planet run by Jeff Goldblum. Got it. Or this takes place in New York. Got it. You From there, you can make it any type of feel, like ridiculous right. slapstick comedy right. where Bruce Banner is, you know, doesn't know where he is and he's wearing a t-shirt. Or you can make it into a love story. You can do whatever you want with a superhero. When you're doing something that's all science fiction all the time, right. there's got to be a heavy similarity thread. You've got to keep the feel similar, and it's hard to bend the genre. I don't think it's impossible. I think if they could do it, they'd be some of the best ones. Right. But it's yeah. hard to bend that well, hard, that deep of a sci-fi around to make very different style of movies to fill that much of a pipe. So it's not a completely fair comparison, but if you really get into the, if you're really into the analytics of what has gone quote wrong end quote, or what has not met expectations, I think some of the actual sources of the actual problems can be directly compared to Marvel and say, why aren't these, why are the, you know, why is the talent staffing issues happening at Lucasfilm and not at Marvel? Sure. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And that, in my opinion, really fa- does fall on, on Kathleen Kennedy. I mean... I honestly, I feel like I understood what she set out to do. I, yeah, don't, no, I, don't, I, I don't remember what I said back then. I think I wanted a caution exercised. <laughs> but uh, but but finding... Well, she was it, trying to find the people that she knew in the 70s. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was trying to find Spielberg and all those guys who like came and like... All these dudes that through the 70s and 80s and just absolutely dominated with all of these crazy different, you know, genre adventures. You mean she was trying to recreate that? She was trying that. to recreate that right, using by today's in, talent. Bringing but, in young guys yeah. with fresh new ideas and that type of thing. But and back just then didn't... you still had to prove yourself. Right. Now everybody is their own freaking expert right. on everything. So yeah, I they're, am. Not, <laughs> they're not hungry. Well, it's I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, these filmmakers too. I mean, just kind of expounding on what you're saying. I mean, George Lucas essentially had the problem of creating a special effects company from scratch to be able to tell his story. None of these guys have to do that now. They yeah. just have to write a story. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. all that stuff's done on the bank, back end. They're not bankrolling the film. No. Huh? Yeah. So, right. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like, here, come and live in the Richie Rich Mansion, but also I want you to be the best assembly line worker ever. It's like, well, why should I? I live get to live in the Richie Rich Mansion. Well, I mean, I I understand that hindsight is always twenty twenty, and again, that's what she was going for. But it seems it seems like in retrospect now that maybe the better approach would have been to start off with guys like Ron Howard, Uh (laughs) and then have those guys mentor to to get yes to get get the saga off the ground. I mean, granted, they didn't they they might not feel like they had them, but like even Francis Ford Coppola was like, you know, everybody's uncle in that group back in the 70s, you know? I mean, uh, George Lucas cut his teeth under his wing. They still had mentors back then. right. I think that's probably, I think you're right. I think some other people could have been mentors to a new... To be honest with you, I don't think J.J. was a bad choice for The Force Awakens. No, I question a lot of the choices he and Kazan made, but I think that that was a logical choice. Well, but I think he he created a film that was a good launching... 
pad, but a, I think a good enough launch right. pad. But and, <laughs> I, I mean, so I, I guess what I'm saying is, if you know, if you have like JJ and you have Ron Howard, and and you know, maybe those guys kind of trade movies and things like that. Maybe that could have worked. But Ryan Johnson was just too far. This is my opinion. I know there's people that still love that movie, but it was too far of a departure, you know, and tried to do his own thing. I still feel like that movie is a standalone movie. It doesn't even feel like it's part of nah, yeah. a larger saga to me. It only did because there were some characters that were in a movie right before that. Right. Right. That's Sec- it. Seconds before. <laughs> <laughs> As it were. As it were. So, yeah. so but yeah. the other thing about the Bob Iger call, he's talking about all these other properties. Like every CEO who's doing that conference call to all the shareholders, right? They spin everything in the best light possible. So even talking about like some of the other things that went on, he avoids saying anything negative. He did. He avoids saying like everything is like, well, we've we're rebuilding this and we're doing this, blah, blah. blah. And it's not until you get to Star Wars where you hear the the record scratch and then Bob Iger's face <laughs> pauses and you hear his internal monologue going, I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> because at that point, he literally is talking about how things did not go as expected, right. which is not something that he says about any other property. Sure that he talks about like that's one where he literally goes like you can you can just reading the text you can hear him go and then like wipe his forehead before he talks (laughs) it's not in the text but you can hear it right so that is white handkerchief and (laughs) yeah just dabs it across his forehead it's 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 very telling how the pace changed well i just I, I, you know, we refer to the, you know, all the chatter online and you've got the, you got the apologists and you got the haters and, and they're at each other. And I think both extremes, you know, try to paint a picture, you know, that, that fits their narrative. And I, I think as usual, you know, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, um, you know, they were off to a good start with Force Awakens and Rogue One. I, I don't think that's, that's really disputable i mean from you know those movies rank well with critics and audiences and they took in a lot of money you know mm-hmm. but you know once you hit last jedi things definitely changed and i don't hear any fans complaining about solo i don't either i don't like I mean, of all the, the disagreements and all the anger out there i don't hear star wars fans complaining one iota the, the only the only complaint and i wouldn't even call it a complaint is i've talked to somebody who said it was just vanilla it was just you know a normal movie I've i'm heard, like yeah yeah okay but yeah. it was fun i mean it wasn't i you know i think yeah the plot thing. So yeah, the plot wasn't in depth. There was no like now. You know, there's there's whatever, but yeah, it's not bad. There um, the the criticisms I've heard actually are coming from people that claim to have not no. seen the movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. The people that yeah. were like, "Well, Last Jedi sucked, so I'm not even going to watch this movie." And they're you know the the guys that call it and spoiler I, I and all that, that crap. With- Okay, yes, and you're an idiot. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, and, and that's one of the things I walked away from. I take away from this. Like, even the way Bob Iger talks, nobody's pointing fingers at Last Jedi. Right. Every, it was, it was acting like it's Solo's underperforming fault. But yet all of yeah. the analytically minded fans that really get into this and the ones that aren't just like haters or worshipers are all going... They chose to release Solo when they did. 
Yeah, with the worst possible moment. Worst possible moment between two other gigantic properties, uh, being Deadpool two and uh, Avengers. Avengers. But you got it. But you got to ask yourself though, why they did that? Because they had to have known that. I mean, that going in, that it was going to be up against those things. So, but they did it. They still did it anyway. Did you ever hear about movies that had to get developed because of contract, but they actually didn't want to make that much money on them because it was better to be a financial flop? You ever heard of that whole? Yeah, that's, the, that's the producers, right? Yeah, yeah. The producers the just kind of satire on that. Um, but the whole concept of like tax write-offs and 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 flops and like, well, this movie's not going to do that well, and if it does this well, then we're going to have to pay out to these because there's all these target performance things where we're going to pay out points to these this group and that group and that group. And it's better off if it just plot just well, falls if, dead. If you're, I feel like with Solo, they went. You know what? The fans are divided. They're not going to unite. We've spent way too much money on this film. Let's just kick it out the door. I, I and, and tend to agree. If, if it is true that, you know, I, I told you I believe that their fiscal year end is here in September. That would make sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Instead of a December release, would be the, which would be the next fiscal year. Yeah. Write it off this year. Write it off especially, this year. Especially as, much, as divisive as The Last Jedi was and as much still, as it did it still not made perform. Money. It still made it, money. To its projections, <laughs> it made enough money to absorb that yes. psychological shareholder. Right. right type influence. See, and that's that's kind of and and I think that is a good point. I I think that probably played into it if if we're correct on the fiscal year end uh, you know thing, but I also believe if it that, doesn't fall in the first quarter of the year, which almost no fiscal year ends do, I think we're right about that. Right. Well, I think I also think a, a couple of things. First off, despite what people say about the last Jedi and and it being a financial success in quotey fingers, I mean everybody points to how much money it made, but re- regardless, I still point to the fact that it did not meet expectations. It I did mean, not meet projections. It did not meet projections so, by hundreds of millions right. of dollars. And, and and you know we go back to just that that for after that first week there was a sixty percent drop off, which usually I think what the what's a success is like they say like if you get like less than 40% drop off yeah. that's considered Force good. Awakens was a 30% drop yeah. off this was twice that much and it completely mm-hmm. flopped in China yeah completely 100% so I mean, it was out of theaters in one week in China so mm-hmm. I, I think that once that was starting to sink in and mm-hmm. they were starting to realize how divisive that movie was, mm-hmm. I think that definitely played into it too. And and they had to know that some of that backlash was coming. And, and so I think that also played into, you know, the decision to release solo in May as opposed to pushing it off. Yes. Maybe it could have done a little better, but I think that they yeah. saw, I think that they were realizing that, Oh, there's a shit storm coming. So I feel like that they were like, let's release it now. Let's get it done. And we have 18 months to wipe. The yeah. Slate clean. I don't, I don't, think anybody's this brilliant i certainly am not because i'm only thinking about it now after the fact but i would not be totally shocked i'd be really impressed if someone had said all right the solo movie's not going to blow the doors off anybody but the fans are at least going to mostly agree on it so let's kick it out the door for because we know we're not going to make our money back on it right let's kick it out the door to calm the fan fury right and the fan divisiveness now and then yeah We've got more time where everybody, because if we delayed it till December, right? We're still talking about. Then all we're this. still going to be just furious and divided. And there's nothing that's going to bring us all together except right. maybe mm-hmm. a right. new show. And I really yeah. going back to what you were saying about bio- like the new Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, that go, did that did hit? Going back to what you were saying though about <laughs> Bob Iger, I mean, I kind of appreciate his 
I, I, maybe some people think it's it's too neutral and and he's not kind of you know laying out too, uh, enough specifics. But I kind of appreciate that because I think he's just kind of hey we're admitting some fault. And I think- I love it. I love his vanillaness because if you're a CEO and you you're a publicly traded company, you can't you you've got two speeds vanilla or slick Willie. Basically vanilla or um I just had his name Mike Eisner. <laughs> right. right? And nobody liked Mike Eisner. Poor Mike Eisner. Nobody liked him because he seemed disingenuous all the time. I don't actually know enough about him to say either way. But he seemed that way. He had that slick willy projection. Right. All right. Same position. Right. That Bob Iger has now. I'll take Bob Iger vanilla because I feel like you get just a little more honesty because he's tempering all of it. Well, yeah, I think that's a good word is tempering because I feel like that. I mean, this release, this press release this week threw a bone to the people that have had, you know, a problem with Last Jedi and didn't like Solo and all that stuff. I feel like they're kind of sated because they're like, okay, Disney is finally admitting that they've, they're listening to us. You know, like our voice is being heard at least at some level. Yeah. But it's not, but he's not throwing people under the bus either. Nope. But he's not throwing Kathleen Kennedy under the bus. He's nope. not throwing RJ under the bus. He's not blaming Last Jedi. He's not doing any of that, which, which I think is appreciative of the apologists, <laughs> you know, the people on the other side. That well, really- and also... Any, if you get too negative, at some point, you know, when you're, guys, let me talk from experience. We're the CEO of a major organization, a major corporation. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the source on this, so you can trust it. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but you've got, you've got basically spin everything good until something has been clearly happened so bad that you're ignoring it actually is spinning it worse than it actually is. So, Everything that's good to neutral to a little bit bad, spin good. But once it's gotten so bad that it's like publicly bad and people are angry, if you try to spin that good, no one will ever believe a word you say again. And the share and the stock prices will actually dip as a result of that because suddenly you're just you're BSing. So it's it's it was the, it was the exact right move to acknowledge it because whether or not. It's been the biggest flop that Disney's done this year or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's right now, It's there's a, a, enough public turmoil amongst the fandom that it's like, yep, there's, you know, we, we are reassessing. We're, we're looking at it. We're, we, there are things that we're looking at what we've done that we think we can do right. better. Just those simple words, I think, go a long way. They go a long way for me anyway. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And they should re-release Solo in December. <laughs> I want a double feature. I want Solo and the uh, Mary Poppers, Mary Poppers, Mary Poppins Returns right there. Oh, I'd do that. There that trailer. What? That was kind of cool. Was that not the most <laughs> well orchestrated or I mean, like the, the music, the score in yes. the trailer? I felt like I was a child that that score was. I mean, you know, that score was recorded specifically for that trailer because it's one continuous thing right. right and by the end of it like i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it <laughs> by the end of it i, I was like literally i was like oh, i was like i didn't even like mary poppins i wasn't that familiar with mary poppins when i was a kid sure so it's not just a nostalgia thing right that was the some of the best trailer music i've I like, ever heard in my life i like how uh lynn manuel miranda the really crappy Dick Van Dyke accent going on yeah <laughs> that was really funny boy i'm cockney mate Oi, Oi! I'm totally British, brah. <laughs> Look at me, <laughs> brah. 
I did really dig is Emily Blunt, right? Yeah, man. Her her accent. You know, she's she's got that back of the voice thing going. And I, I really the well, back of the throat voice she's going. She's British too, so I know, but that's not her accent no. by right. any stretch. Right. It's not no, exactly no, no. an impression of uh, Julie Andrews either, <laughs> but it's a mix up of enough. To, to to for a, this character, what this character might sound like. She seemed to embody it very well in that trailer. She though. did. She <laughs> held herself so well. She had that kind of like school marmishness, but yet like clever, right. like mischief. Yeah. About her in that yeah. little scene, she looks in the mirror and then she's checking herself out. Her her mirror image is checking herself <laughs> yeah, out yeah, right. as she walks away. <laughs> That's oh, pretty good, so good. Yeah, and it's gonna a, be. This probably isn't gonna be the last trailer that we talk about in this episode. No, probably not. <laughs> There's there so might, there many good movie others. trailers that happen. There might be others. So. All right. Captain What's, Marvel guys, yeah, I know. <laughs> Punching old ladies, yeah. 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 I could watch that all day. Punch those old ladies, butt good. <laughs> Take it right in the face. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I don't know anything about Carol Danvers other than either. other than what He's I've read in posts that powerful. go everything you need to know about Carol Danvers. I'm like, all right, because I'm right in the front of that line. I have no idea. <laughs> well, she's originally the most powerful mutant alive. Yeah, but she's not much of a mutant, I guess, in this one because no. they can't or they can they? I don't know. Yep, she just fused with Jude Law. Yeah. And, and then Rogue took her powers yep, for a that, while. That's yeah. why um, people might know that. Uh, that's why Rogue can fly and is super powerful, like super strong. Mm-hmm. She took, she permanently absorbed those powers from Carol Danvers. Yep. When she was yep. when she was still in the sure. League of Mutants or a League of yep. the League of Gentlemanly saying. Villainous Mutants, <laughs> Hellfire Club. Yes, the Hellfire, <laughs> the Hellfire Seven, Hellfire Brigade. <laughs> yes, them. Kevin are, you, Bacon. are you guys excited for that movie? Because I'm. That, yeah, that trailer did not make me excited at all. The only reason I'm excited for it is because you know the hot thing lately. Of course, everybody was was obsessed with doing movies that take place in the '60s, right? For a long time, and like, and then even like Mad Men on TV, right? And then there's a you know in the in the early aughts there's a lot of stuff about the '70s, and and now the new trend is everybody's doing shows and movies that take place in the '80s. Yeah. The fact that this takes place in the 90s, which is when I was a little more pop conscious. Oh, it is 90s? I thought it was 80s. I think it's early 90s, I believe. Uh, I believe it's the 80s. Wonder Woman's 80s. I heard it was going to be 80s as well, and since the trailer came out... They have pagers, so it's got to be the 90s. There's pagers. (laughs) Pagers. That blockbuster didn't exactly look new. The one that she yeah, crashed through the true. ceiling of. That's true. So I, I think my, here's, it is actually the 90s. Here's my take on that, just real quick. I when when I saw Infinity War, yeah, I I know nothing about Captain Marvel. So yeah. when I saw Infinity War and and they sent out the signal at the end and, the and whatnot, scene, yeah, right, yeah. the post credit scene, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Oh man, they're setting up, you know, the most powerful, you know, blah blah blah. But this trailer, then when I saw it, it just. I don't know. It just seemed really vanilla to me. She well, did, it's that, an origin that, story, the, which we've been spared a lot of origin stories recently. Sure. And now we're getting another origin well, story because it's even the first... beyond that, though. The actor, Brie Larson, that's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's she, a good actress, but I have no idea what well, she is she, this type I, in of this, at least in this trailer. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie. And I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm not going to see her. Mike sexist. What I am saying is she doesn't seem to embody the role. Well, I don't know how much of this is going to take place because, you know, she doesn't remember being an earthling. She doesn't remember earth, I guess, is the whole thing is like she's from earth, but then she gets, she goes off and does a thing with the Cree or whatever. And when she comes back, she doesn't, she knows that all this is familiar, but she's confused. Sure. And so 
I think she's going to be playing a pretty dour character for the majority of the film. I'm just, I, I think my problem is I'm comparing it to Wonder Woman. Yeah, don't. And like the first time I saw the Wonder Woman trailer, I started getting the like, whoa, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm not getting that with this. Maybe it's just because I'm not familiar with the character. That yeah. could be it. Punch that old lady. That's pretty badass, Mike. Yeah. Punch an old lady, dude. <laughs> Nobody can shut up about her punching an old lady. Mar- uh, it just shows that Ms. Marvel don't give a shit. <laughs> Apparently yeah. not. She's like, I'll punch an old lady right now. Uh, that's my seat. Mm-hmm. Get out my seat. Get out my seat, lady. Get out my, get out my chair. Punch. <laughs> oh, get out of my chair. She flips her off a few times and then punches her yeah. in the face. Gotta well, boys, that. John Kasdan in the news this week. Jay oh, Kaz. I like that guy. Does everybody else feel like John Kasdan's like secretly their best friend? He's he's my buddy. He, I, I've had conversations with him on I've, Twitter. I've talked to, yeah, I've, I've had one or two tweets that he's responded yeah, to. Yeah. But like the funny thing is, when he first really started tweeting a lot, like around right before the film came out, or right around the film came out, uh, 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 solo, it's not. It's, it's like people weren't that aware of his presence on social media yet. And so it's like, oh, it's like we got in on the ground floor of being able to like, of being able to, and he's, he's so down to earth and and he knows how Mm -hmm. he seems to understand how the populace thinks. So he knows how to communicate with people on the level. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm worried that he doesn't know that he's like one of my best friends. (laughs) And one of these days I'm going to see him on the street and I'm like, what's up? And I'm going to try to do a secret handshake. He won't know it. What up, bro? Hey man, how you doing? What's up, Johnny K? I'm like, no dude, you got to keep the thumbs together and twirl the fingers around this way. And he's like, I I don't know. I'm with you, but I don't know, man. I'm like, you know what? Just after the fist bump. What are you doing? Always after the fist bump. Well, John Kay in the news this week talking about Solo and the chances for a sequel. Obviously, all this coming on the heels of the Bob Iger conference call. Um, Anyway, this is what he said. He said, to be honest, I think the challenge has much more to do with the foreign box office than the U.S. Personally, I think there are great Star Wars movies to be made that don't need to cost quite so much. Amen. <laughs> Hopefully that will be Praise the trend in the, the years Lord. to come. And maybe, just maybe, that trend will allow us, one way or another, to tell more stories with Alden, Junis, Amelia, and Donald. With those actors and Ron Howard, I would jump at the opportunity. Given Me too. the way Hollywood and culture at large seem to run from anything labeled disappointment, the odds seem like they're against it happening anytime soon. But Let's kickstart this. Yep. We should, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's not uh, not very optimistic about it. But, uh, you know, who knows, man? You know, hopefully Disney can kind of get control of things here and figure out a path forward. I mean, I, to be honest, my I feel like their focus right now. Well, on the, it's going to be basically what Bob Iger said. We're, we're focusing on this new saga from from the Game of Thrones guys, and we're finishing Ep Nine. Yep. And I think they're going to reassess everything from there. But yeah. I, I I hope I'm I'm hoping because I, I again I was looking forward to Boba Fett and I was looking forward to Obi Wan. And uh, I, was, I was only starting to look forward to Obi Wan because Rebels kindled it kindled it in me, and also that you and McGregor seemed McGregor, solely on board. I with know. It. I know. I was so, totally against Obi Wan. I know you were a few years right? ago, but I was just getting to the point where I was like, "Yeah, no, yeah." Well, just also, I still think that Obi Wan and uh, Uncle Owen buddy cop movie would have been like the best thing ever. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I still planes, trains, and automobiles with Uncle Owen and 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 Obi Wan. Look, I I get that they're kind of slowing down and that they're trying to reassess, but I I still really feel like that the path forward. 
you can't keep making making huge sagas, you know, big three movie sagas and no, trilogies and all that make, stuff. Every now and then, you got to make a solo and you got to figure out how to market it and how to set expectations. Well, which maybe. number one, don't do Last Jedi right before it. That's the first goal yeah. in making a movie <laughs> successful. I'm sorry, it's a low blow, but it's goddamn true. And 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 but is they if they can package these right, they'll they can't and do them cheaper. That's yeah, a huge. That's a big thing. one. I, yeah. And he touched on that and I, he was exactly right. I mean, that the, well, that, to me, that's still the path forward is less expensive, more budget controlled Star Wars films that are more character driven, story driven. And let's start, you know, talking, this, let's, let's start talking like Jim Henson budget more than like yeah. Lucasfilm budget. Yes. Because those do, movies are some of the best movies of all time. What you know? they need to do is put these on the streaming service, do original movies on there. Low budget, still good. Do it. I sure. agree. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. And, and to me, this, to me anyway, Solo feels like that was a great setup for what could be because they set that movie up to be able to have all kinds of sequels and and tell a bigger story Dude, and have fun with it. Force Awakens came out. It was like every three or four months, a major fan film was coming out. Yeah. And you ran to the YouTubes or the real player or whatever you had to back in the day yeah. to watch all these crappy fan films. It did that. Yay, they learned how to Photoshop rotoscope lightsabers. <laughs> That's literally their claim to fame. Right. But it was still fun to consume, and yeah. it didn't cost a thing. Right. Like, you can do a thousand times better than that right. for way less than half of what you're spending. Yeah, I just, I, yeah. I, I, well, I think, I, I, I feel like, anyway, you know, Iger understands that now. Yep. and Story uh, and characters. Yeah. And, and they're going to look at that. And there's no reason that you can't do it that way. No. There's good films out there that are on, on tight budgets. Dude, the first half of A New Hope was just sand dunes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No spaceships flying overhead, no speeders in the background, just freaking sand dunes. The first 45 minutes of Empire is just a hell of a lot of snow. Like, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is... Go out into a grass field and give me some characters to care about. The funny thing is, is I know that, that George Lucas doesn't believe... You know, it feels like he was restricted on those movies, on those original trilogy movies. The best thing that could have happened. Exactly. That's what makes them beautiful is the camera angles. And I mean, That's right. he had to sit there and creatively approach each shot. That's right. They adapt. They ate sawdust. They overcame in Survivors. <laughs> Whatever it is. I still can't remember. <laughs> that, is the, that's, that is the God's honest truth. And, and, and seriously, like, you know, if people can watch Star Trek DS9, one of the most boring ass shows of all time. Hey, I like that show. There ain't no reason why you can't <laughs> it's have got a shapeshifter. Why you can't have a Star Wars like spaceport thing where guess what? You've built a big set inside of a sound stage. And you almost never have any shots outside of that other than a, had a, a CG ships <laughs> back and forth. Sure. And and make it work Cole as long Meany. as it's got the characters. The Walking Dead second season, I know people complain that's like one of the most critically regarded seasons of The Walking Dead. And it was it was all at a farm. Yeah. Why? Because halfway through the first season, uh, uh what, what channel is it? AMC? Yeah, AMC. Yeah. They yeah. cut their budget for the second season. Oh, really? Halfway through the first season. Yeah. So they went, all right, they wrote the whole season to take place on one freaking set. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that kind of stuff, people figure out ways to make that compelling because right. what happens is you have to stop and think. And when you have to stop and think, you don't come up with one idea. See, you come up with 10 and figure out which one actually stirs you right. to do the most compelling story. Which goes back to what I was saying earlier about a guy like Ron Howard. Yes. A guy with that kind of experience that knows, understands character development and story. 
also knows how to budget and yes. keep things in check. Why do you think they brought him in at that point? Oh, yeah. Because they had already spent they knew he wasn't a, gonna overspend. a zillion bucks. They knew he would come in. That's exactly right. And he would do the bare minimum and make it happen. So, yep. Yippers. Yep. yep. The bare maximum <laughs> with the bare minimum. <laughs> well, boys. Like, like Bear Gorillas. Black Panther in Star yeah. Wars news this Climb week. over. Drag under. Set on fire. That's what it is, right? Drink your pee? Yes! Ah, oh, I always forget the drink your pee part. Drink your pee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black Panther in Star Wars news this week, boys. You do more than once, just not in a row. True. Yeah. You guys just still talking about pee? What's yeah. going on here? What were you ta- You're not talking about drinking pee? No, I'm talking about the Black Panther. Oh, did he drink oh, his that's pee? totally different than drinking pee. <laughs> that's so, that's that suit is super different. tight. That is, sounds way better than drinking pee. I wonder how he Black pees, Panther. actually. I don't know. I'm assuming suit. that the kinetic energy of his pee gets absorbed into his suit, <laughs> but then it's like glowing purple right at the crotch, and then he gets embarrassed because they're like, you're peeing in your suit again, aren't you? And then he punches an old lady. Yeah, and then he punches all oh, the old ladies. Oh, that's hardcore. That's right. He don't care. No. He's just like Carol no. Danvers. That's right. He doesn't even need the bat wang <laughs> Nope. Who needs bat wang Come on. When you got a Black oh. Panther suit. That's true. So what about kinetic energy? (laughs) So black. What about the Black Panther, Mike? Well, the Black Panther. The Black Panther. (laughs) A a week after the news that uh, that Last Jedi was the number one selling Blu-ray in the country or in the world, actually. In the world. Uh, in in the country, in somewhere, in somewhere. For a certain amount of time. For, for one week. For last, one week. Last year, it was reported to be the, the leader in, in Blu-ray sales. At that time. Not of all time. Yeah, at that time. At that yes. time. Yeah, which was a, a bit premature because a week later, yes, Black Panther overtook Last Jedi for best-selling oh. Blu-ray of 2018. Yep. So, well and which, which actually, by the way, Infinity War will be released this year and is going to blow all of them out the water, but most likely. It was released last week. Yeah, I it think I saw it. I list. think I saw it today. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so there's been a big to do. There's been a lot of back and forth between the, the, the factions online. The, faction. the haters are like, yes, Black Panther overtook that stupid movie. And then the other people on the other side is, see, Last Jedi made all the money. Why, why is everybody so mad? I don't get it. It's all Solo's going to come out next week and blow them all out of the land. <laughs> That'll show them. Because that's what top charts do. They change. That's why they exist. <laughs> all right. So anyway, I read this article and, and all this really got me thinking. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't feel like with especially the people that are just pointing to, you know, Last Jedi, you know, oh, being, you know, potentially the top selling or one of the top selling Blu-rays of the year, blah, blah, blah. To me, I feel like you're missing the point. I feel like you're not comparing apples to apples. To me, this is apples and oranges. Yeah. Because, of course. I think, it, I think those what it shows is there's a lot of stupid people in the world. Because those are both on Netflix right now. And you don't <laughs> Why the hell would you buy a <laughs> Why would Blu-ray? You buy? It's a dying medium. 
Just pay $13. I would like to point out that the person saying Netflix this right now, the person that just called you stupid for buying this <laughs> is the one who was asking Mike if he needed a steelbook copy of The Last Jedi to go with his non-steelbook copy of The Last Jedi that he already owns today. I just like that I was like a conversation over text today. I just like coaxing Mike into buy, buying steelbooks. It's like a hobby. Oh, one. man. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just specifically coaxing Mike into buying Last Jedi but stuff so that it eventually works, just implodes. Man. It just rarely works. No, that made it more that made it more fun. Yeah. But mostly yeah. it's just steelbooks. Yeah. So again, I still feel like that this is this is Apple's and oranges because <clears throat> if you're going to compare Star Wars to anything, it needs to be Star Wars compared to Star Wars. Mm. So my point is, why would you not compare the last Jedi, which we've already kind of done on the, on the last, uh, on our last article there when we were talking about how it compares to force awakens, at least at the cinema mm. now, Blu-ray. So let's, Aww. let's compare, Aww. let's compare for just a second. Let's compare Blu-ray sales for the last Jedi to the force awakens. Does this include streaming? Sales? No, this is, just, this is just Blu-ray. Uh, I don't just, know about that. Yeah. Let's talk about this dying medium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it still still says a lot. This is only two years later, man. I'm not even sure I own Rogue One. I'll be honest with you. No, I do. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I I'd like to believe that I do, but I think if I went out there and looked, I probably don't. <laughs> I own that one on streaming. I, that's a thing. I... I can watch all of them on Netflix. When I can't watch them, I'll probably go on. Well, my my point is is that in terms of sales for Force Awakens, Force Awakens sold, I believe, six million units like in the first week. Yeah, something like that. Um, six million. Six million in the first yeah. week. Um, we are now about seventeen, eighteen weeks in for the Last Jedi. They've sold three million. Oh man, hot topic. I uh, this two thousand eighteen overall. They don't sell been, pops that hot topic. No, they sell backpacks. 2018 mm-hmm. overall, uh, they expected to be a major down downer for the film industry because it didn't have a steady release across the entire year of major motion pictures. Even though I, but I mean, they're they're saying right now, actually, it's pretty good. It surprisingly, 2018 is not performing at bad theaters. Well, yeah, because the handful of blockbusters you had were like (laughs) monster blockbusters. Yeah, there hasn't been a steady stream of solid, like month long films coming out, but the ones that did were huge. So they're like, things are okay. I'm like, and by the time you get to Mary Poppins, you're gonna finish off the the year. Feels like it, just fine. But by that same token. Those films that people are going to see multiple times and taking other friends to see and everybody's going out to see those big blockbuster, huge films. I don't think that necessarily equates an increased sale in Blu-rays. Whereas if you had more solid like B tier and A tier rather than AAA only films coming out throughout the whole year, that's more sales. People are going to buy more different films. But when we're hanging the hat on the whole theater industry is actually okay because of a handful of films. You're not going to sell as many Blu-rays if you would if you had more varied films. At least that makes sense to me. Because, you know, the whole family went out and got their copy of Avengers, but we didn't get the rom-com that mom liked. We didn't get the, the you know, the horror film that the, the, the high school girl liked. We didn't get the, the Lego movie that the boy liked. You know what I mean? There's, you're going to buy more when there's more varied things to buy from. So I feel like it makes sense that Blu-ray sales are down and also people just didn't like uh, Last Jedi that much. (laughs) No, 
I, I, I am making I mean that point. Like the Blu-ray sales, I don't think this year could be that good. But you are directly comparing Force Awakens to Last Jedi, which I feel like is fair because people buying the Blu-ray for the Force Awakens had seen the Force Awakens. Plus, it's okay, not like they didn't but, know. But let's let's back up just a second because I don't disagree with anything that you said. Yeah, but your arms are crossed and you were squinting <laughs> because I was trying to take in what you were saying, buddy. Is that what I do to you? <laughs> Make you look like you're pooping? Yeah, a little bit. Mike's pooping. But to me, Star Wars is on a different level because I'm just going to lay it out there. I bought one Blu-ray this year. Guess mm-hmm. what Blu-ray that is? Last Jedi. Yes, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. That's it. Why? Because it's a Star Wars film. Yeah, and so, Solo at the time of this recording is not out. It's like right. And I would have next bought that or something. Yeah, 25th. I yeah. think it's mm-hmm. coming out. So, so as we record it, is not the, the 25th. So, no, should be the day this release. Hopefully, hopefully, cross yeah. the finger. Go buy it. I was Go dumb. I went out and tried to buy it. You did? Oh. And I was like, oh, oh it's not here. No. I guess I'll Wait, go watch my illicit copy of it. That's <laughs> which somewhere. version are you going to buy? There's, <laughs> There's a Steelbook version. Oh, is there? Steelbook. <laughs> I don't best care. Buy. So I guess I guess buy. my point is is that, I mean, uh, again, I'm just alluding to the, the, the flamers that are going back and forth on Twitter, you know, having the, the battle of, you know, uh, the oh, one people are like, oh, it's it's a it's a cinematic marvel. Last Jedi is a national treasure, and so it was a but ten about top. I want to know how many Blu-ray copies National Treasure sold. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Do the it. first one or the Do second it. one? Blu-rays did National <laughs> Treasure. So hey, you said was... Last Jedi was three point one million or something. Uh, yeah, in like seventeen weeks. So oh man, how eighteen weeks? How do, where do I even go to look this up? I don't know. There's there's a website called the Numbers, I believe. The Numbers. The Numbers. That is a, a blue. It is like it would be like a box office mojo. Oh yeah, yeah. For for why they should put their DVD box sales somewhere where I can find it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there you go. National He's really obsessed with National Treasure. Treasure. Yeah, huh? I like the first one. I did. I liked both of them actually. I my favorite Nicolas Cage film. No. <laughs> That's not true. Let's see. Box office, box office. Gotta be face off. (laughs) Where do they hide the Blu ray? Maybe you didn't. So, anyway, again, my point is that. Shoot. I mean, if you're going to compare Star Wars to anything, it should be compared to Star Wars. FY National Treasure's budget was $100,000. Whoa. It shows. Is a, I'm, I'm sorry, a hundred million. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> but would it, would it have been great if it was only a hundred thousand yeah, dollars? That would have been great. That's like, a hell of a. They just like scratched something on a desk and made a movie. <laughs> all you gotta do is pay John Voight and like. Oh, and, there's like, tabs. Month. It's tabbed. Uh, in video sales, total um, about what last shit I saw. <laughs> And that's when DVDs oh, wow. were coming out at fourteen ninety nine. Damn. Well, shit. Adjusted for inflation more than the last Jedi. Well, it's had fifteen years. So. Now, but it that has, was up through two thousand. Has had fifteen. That was years, only yes, through two thousand. Oh, only through two thousand. Okay. Um, all right. Well, you know. Just saying. And DVDs started dying in two thousand eight. So you know. So that's one hundred sixty weeks from release. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm never closing this website. 
<laughs> you like that? Thing. You like it? Yeah, I'm just going to compare with it yet, but. random movies, video sales <laughs> to, to The Last, Last Jedi, Jedi. <laughs> as frequently and as irritatingly ooh, as possible. Ooh, do Office Space. How many, <laughs> how many has Office <laughs> Space sold compared to The Last Can't we just say how many freshman men attend college every year and get the exact same number? <laughs> <laughs> I have that on DVD too. Wasn't Office Space like considered the highest selling or one of the highest selling of all time or oh, something? It had at to least be at, one, at the time. At one point, it's a great movie. made made all its money in DVD sales, not at the theater, no, not at the box office, the theater. Uh, office Space in 337 weeks since release, so that would be what we're looking at, just under seven years. Uh, well, uh, longer uh, than that, a, a million more than the Last Jedi. <laughs> And you could get a copy of Office Space for like eight ninety nine. Buck fifty. I was working in the theater when that came out. And I would pop in Office Space way more often than I'll pop in The Last Jedi. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah, just saying. Any, any guys? Don't know, man. You guys, any thoughts on the these DVD sales? Or I mean, does it make any difference to you? No. Any observations? I don't. I, I I don't think it matters anymore. If you're not gonna, if they're not gonna roll streaming sales into that, it's not a figure that matters. That's like saying, that's like saying, okay, yeah, I get it. So you're saying I, this I debate? You just you're saying this debate doesn't even matter. No, because it's 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 akin to saying, yeah, okay, so everybody really likes Foo Fighters' new album, but what did it do on vinyl? <laughs> That's exactly the same yeah, thing. Blu-rays argue about vinyl okay. sales. I, no, I, because be vinyl's CD? popular again. No, I, I, I get it. But Blu-ray, I, 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 I agree that this. It's warmer. I agree that Blu-ray is a dying medium, but it's not dead. It's still. It, I mean, it's still. Yeah, I have, a, I have a, a, a phonograph in the next room. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, so I can still get steel books. I got. I, mean, I got those old those old Cosby tapes and. It wax still cylinders. has some relevance. I mean, it has relevance in the fact that I mean, if you're trying to track how much this movie is making overall, so oh, of then we, we should gotta, we should stop talking at, about this completely and only talk about streaming media. Got it. <laughs> Well, no, you talk about box office receipts. You yeah. talk about, I mean, it's made money. Obviously, it's made money yeah. in Blu-ray sales. Sure. I mean, those aren't insignificant figures. No, I just feel like you're literally going, we're, like you're literally choosing to artificially eliminate. But streaming. Two thirds of the revenue. But stream, streaming is harder to track because it's I, well, all licensing. Technically, streaming would be easier to track. It's just they don't publish the numbers. No, that's true. Technically, it'd be way easier to track because you're not going through an entire supply chain of of you know middlemen sure. to actually get it into the middle people. Middle people, yeah, get it right. Well, boys, that's all I had middle for the news. Oh man, that means it's time for the Porkins bite of the week. What again? <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if y'all know this, but a giant storm came blowing through Tunisia and destroyed a lot of the sets that were built for the pod ray scene in the episode one. Mm. Oh, no. There's a bunch of bad oh, stuff yeah. that happened, had to be replaced and fixed and cobbled back together the next day. But there was one thing that you could argue was irreplaceable that was lost during that storm. And that was Liam Neeson's wig. <laughs> I heard that was expensive too, man. 
You know, you knew that that wig had to be expensive because it was built <laughs> to withstand him hitting his head on everything. <laughs> because they built the set too short the first yeah, time, right? Around. So right, it probably right, had right. like some like little like shields in there. Yeah, I heard that. I heard all the rebuilding the sets added another hundred million dollars to the production. Jeez. Really? That Why? Film. That's a whole national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Just tells you the deep, deep, deep pockets of George Lucas. That's why, they, that's why I had to push more national treasure. Man. Yeah, <laughs> one one storm cost a national treasure's worth. Wow! Actually, I think from now on we should always talk about Star Wars production costs in terms of how many national treasures. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming they're one dollar per copy. Yeah. yeah. How many national treasures is that? Because we know national treasure costs a hundred million to make. All right. Well, yeah. So, so solo costed three national treasures. Three national treasures. <laughs> I'm not sure it was worth that. <laughs> no, I'm not sure how I even tre- feel about the comparison because <laughs> I don't like national treasure. Oh, I do. I think I did. I once. Like it. love it. I love. I never that's saw how I learned there was a secret map on the There's back a third of the one. There's no third one. There's only two. <laughs> Michael J. I'm gonna. There is no third national treasure. If there is, I'm going home right now to watch it. <laughs> oh no no no! Uh, national Treasure Three director John Turtletaub. Uh, production company, the Walt Disney Company. It's even more appropriate that we use this as a oh, as a medium. You're lying. You're so lying. The to me. cast: uh, Nicholas Hitch, screenplay by Carlo Bernard, Doug Miro, Brian Koppelman. Uh, all this. Uh, but here's oh, yeah. the thing: it's not happened yet. Oh, okay. Oh, it's right. coming. What's the production budget? Um, that's a good question. How many national How treasures? How many national treasures is the national treasure production <laughs> for three? For national treasure three. Uh, one carry the four, 12. Yeah, it's not coming up. I don't think, I don't think they've released the numbers yet on this film. They haven't started production on. <laughs> Do they have, is there, I'll bet you, I'll bet you it's 1.5 national treasures. <laughs> is this serious? Is this, is, do they have a date? Dude, it's on, I, there's a, it's got an IMDb page. I know. What's the date? Uh, the date was up, what was Year. last updated April 2nd of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> The, the storyline, uh, let me read you the plot synopsis. Oh, I'm excited. The plot Mummy? is unknown at this time. There you go. <laughs> oh, Son of a bitch. That sounds exciting. That sounds, that sounds like National Treasure, though. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> don't, don't know what the plot is. They just tie together some weird, like, some weird deus ex machina at the end of the movie. That's and, because it's yeah. in, invisible ink on the back of the in, in Declaration of Independence. I love this. Uh, Google uh, people also search for National Treasure 3 full movie free download. So apparently they haven't heard the broken hearted <laughs> news. Aww. It's not there yet. Aww. It's too bad. I'm trying to figure out. It's almost like from these headlines, it looks like they actually made the movie, but Disney just won't release it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I can't figure out what's going on. So maybe they haven't made it yet. Uh, probably more likely. But hey, speaking of national treasures, <laughs> that's me. It's time to talk about some toys. Oh, I'm a national treasure. Garrick, not Jay. Yeah. Our national treasure. Hey guys. Hey man. What up? Howdy doody. So uh, when I was doing. Some uh, research for this segment. You know what research means on the internet. Be careful. 
<laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Be careful. Down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Don't search bat away. No. Don't do, it. <laughs> do it. I'm doing it right now. Bat okay. wanks. I do it for the so I do it for the YouTubers. Bat yeah, do it. Wank. Oh man, it came up in the first like right on the Google top of the Google search. Oh no. You like that? You like right that? Now it's burning your brain. Well, they no. darkened it out for the these images. I think I have to turn off safe oh. search. I I'm definitely seeing the 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 uh the batter ass. I'm seeing a lot of that. Yeah, that's that was in there too. That way. About that. Mm, anyway, up and up for me. Wasn't wasn't too much that happened this week. No announcements because uh, New York Comic Con's coming up here in a couple weeks, so expect some stuff from that. Kind of this uh, slow doldrums leaving leading up to that. Uh, so I just want to kind of maybe get your guys' uh, opinions on how the state of the toy is going with Star Wars. So uh, just as I guess the starting point, USA Today. Uh, published an article with Amazon's top 25 toys for 2018. And on this top 25 list, there was only one (gasps) Star Wars toy. No. LOL dolls had like 30 places on it. I told you, y'all don't, y'all think I'm crazy. Y'all need to listen. LOL dolls are going to be hot this year, baby. You've got to be kidding me. Number one, don't step in it. Yep. So number one, don't step in it. I guess it's a unicorn board Stepping game. Poop. Where you, you right. don't step in unicorn poop. I'm. I kind of want that. Yeah. You know, what was it last year? It was probably uh, the number one thing. Was probably pie face. You remember when everybody was losing their dang minds yeah, over pie face? I remember. It's like here, give yourself a freaking you know a vertebrae issue by hunching over a table with you know angst for the next ten minutes. Mm-hmm, uh. mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like a lot of toys on here. So the only Star Wars toy that even made the list was at number 15, which was the Star Wars for real ultimate co-pilot Chewie, which is a $130 toy. I'd like to point what? out that the for real uh, Munchin Rex, which is just some random little Tyrannosaurus doll, uh, is at number five. So Chewie, yes. Chewie didn't even manage to get there. Which and it's a it's a hundred hundred uh, what hundred and fifty dollars cheaper too. Damn, these no, toys yeah, are expensive, boy. Yeah. So I, when I was reading this, biscuit. I was kind of worried a little bit because Star Wars doesn't seem Star Wars, you know, action figures or whatever Legos even, aren't on the top list. And I've seen several of these well, where Star Wars. I saw Lego at the top of that list, but it yeah, wasn't not Star Wars, Wars though. No, I don't know. It was a Harry Potter Lego set. Yeah, which good is, looking one. Oh my yeah. god! Number Great tw- hall, man. Number twelve. Don't let my son see number twelve. <laughs> Nerf <laughs> revival. As fast as I can. Nerf yeah. revival. Prothean. That thing looks like an eye beater. Nice. You were going to lose rival Prometheus <laughs> Roman numbers that I can't decipher. Dash twenty k. That's awesome. What's that? That's a thousand and eighteen, right? No. Damn. That yeah. looks like the gun that Jesse Ventura had in. in- or predator. I was actually gonna say. I was actually gonna say this looks like a gun that that rocket would be too small to hold, but would try anyway. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it's so literally it just it, the, the gun is literally just a clothes basket full of balls and a gun what shoots them. It has two hundred rounds in it. That is badass. Good luck finding all those. After is you it? Shoot them. Is it? At what point is too? I mean, there's such a thing as too much nerf, right? I know people who are like who. I know guys who will put it in their wives over and over again until until she spits out a boy, just so they can buy more nerf guns and say, "Well, I bought them for the kids." It's uh, you know, serious. They've got like they've got these like blade esque like rack 
racks of Nerf yeah, guns behind like but trying like behind like the metal mesh. You know, you got to unlock the padlock and pull it open, it's, and there's uh, like stark fluorescent lights. You know what I mean? And, it is and a, everybody's wearing sunglasses. It is a thing in the Archbold household during the holidays. Like my brothers all bring theirs over. And there's a giant Nerf war. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. And our sons are in heaven. You will if you well you need to buy this, Mike. I know. I just might and just whoop it my, off your back because my brother Eric's got one of them that shoot the Nerf darts. This oh, one man. would rival that. It's like a Gatling gun. You could actually just get the Nerf rival. <laughs> the oh wait, rival. that's what oh, this is. Oh, that's it. Oh, I see. There's mm. rival Prometheus. See, it's the rival that brought fire to the other rivals. All right. Yeah, this is not what I would have thought Why would alien. be the top selling. Star Wars toy. Okay, well, yeah. um, so kind of I, I did a little uh, bit of investigation, somewhat, and there's not much data on how this specifically Star Wars sales is doing. But Hasbro's stock is actually kind of going up a little bit. It's not as high as last year, and they're attributing that mainly to the new properties they're getting, like Power Rangers. A lot of it's Nerf. A lot of, and I, I did see one article that I couldn't verify that said even Jurassic Park may have outsold Star Wars in the last quarter. Good Lord. That movie. So this, or I didn't tank. It was awful. Yeah. I so this it. Has I'm just assuming. Yeah. I this has me real either. worried about, you know, the Star Wars brand. Like they've definitely been scaling back production and distribution, at least where I'm at. I mean, yeah, I guess they can't really. I wonder, across. I wonder how, how, how well Star Wars toys would sell if they made more of the good ones and fewer of the crappy ones. Yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I, I hear, you know, Last Jedi, people love Last Jedi, but I don't know if kids really liked it that much, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know a kid who sat through it. Mine yeah, because first of all, it's a really long movie and there's really slow parts and, yeah, and my kid can't handle that either. The, 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 the plot devices in the film are not kid friendly. I'm not saying that they're yeah. too adult. They just don't have any meaning to kids. There's you know a what? lot of dialogue. It's, and, it's, yeah, there's a lot of deep stuff they might not get. Explain to your child while she's down there in a the cave snapping at her own reflection. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I can't tell you because daddy doesn't know. Daddy doesn't understand why they did that. So yeah, yeah, like the last Jedi figures are always on the hooks because they didn't make, they just made human characters. Basically. Yes, well, what was up? They 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 made very few of the uh, you know trooper and and no aliens as far except maybe Maz Kanata, but she was from that was the uh, the, the uh, Force Awakens Maz yeah. Kanata, but yeah I think kids really like the alien characters and they like things from movies they've seen like robots familiar with yeah like robots or dinosaurs yeah so I, I don't know I'm I'm kind of worried guys. Well, yeah, I'm, I, my only fear is that Hasbro still doesn't know what they're doing, so my fears confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, whether people want to admit it or say it or not, I still feel like there's a Star Wars fatigue factor, whether you like it or not. Oh, there absolutely I mean, I just, is. You know, I mean, you had not only did you have Last Jedi, but immediately after you've got Solo, so you got had those toys flooding the market well, I know. too. So uh, Force Awakens mm-hmm. and it was was going crazy. The kids were buying up all the stuff yeah. around that. I was going to say, I, while you guys were talking about this and talking about your kids, I was thinking about mine. Um, my kids, we, yeah, we had plenty of Force Awakens toys, but when Last Jedi rolled around, we saw the movie, but neither one of them have asked any for anything. No. Last Jedi. Mine, mine actually said the other day that she's kind of over Star Wars, her exact words. I'm kind of over Star Wars, Dad. Wow. And I was like, child, 
you've killed me this day. <laughs> so I went yeah. straight to Best Buy and I bought her some Force of Destiny's toys on clearance. Show her. <laughs> there you go. Dude, <laughs> I got Lay with R2 okay. for four eighty eight. Ooh, really? Yes. Nice. Wow. Nice. Yes. Those are some good toys. Actually. The, the most expensive one was the Jin Urso. Really? Oh, yeah, Ray was like five fifty or five ninety eight. So I got I got her Ray and Leia, and I didn't get the gin. Gin was still ten bucks, which is a fair price. But I'm not I'm not going to clean them Jin out. Just she already by herself though. She already has. Uh, they also I think six bucks, five or six bucks. They had a uh, uh, Sabine, but she already has Ooh. the Sabine. So yeah, that's a good one. Huh. Just saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know their their franchise uh, toy lines depend on these movies coming out, and right. now there's going to be a glut for a year and a half. And yeah, so I don't know. I we'll honestly, see. I think we, the we'll year see. and a half, I think that'll be help, help clean, cleanse the palate a little bit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, you're right. Maybe create some demand for it. You because can't tell me that the retail buyers for all these stores aren't a little cooked about those fins. Those black <laughs> you cannot oh. tell me that that that's not something that comes up yeah. every time that it's time it's to place an gotta. order. They're, I mean, they're I just, still on the rack. I just wish I knew what percentage of the Star Wars sales was to man babies and what was to you know kids. And stuff. Yeah, that's hard. I don't even know how you'd measure yeah. that. I don't. I don't either. I think but man I, babies I, I are hope, more consistent. I hope they do what they did uh, after the the Power of the Force line when they did the 30th anniversary and they kind of just went back and made everything. Yeah. Everything they went back into the movies, they went back to the books, yeah, to the comics, to everything. Well, you know they what? Just, we've we've mentioned literally every character ever made. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have that many characters anymore because they were all nixed from canon. Yeah, well, they could still <laughs> no, not really. I, reach could, into I mean, EU. actually, it's funny that you mentioned this because I think since the the Last Jedi, there's been a resurgence of interest in the prequels. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's, absolutely, there's a lot of prequel interest. Everybody's like, reverting back to what their last happy place was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I I do want to say uh, number nine on this list: the LOL surprise house with eighty five plus surprises, two hundred dollars. If you have a little girl and you you and you have a two hundred dollar budget for Christmas and you're really lazy, everything in this thing will be individually wrapped. Oh! So not only does the kid get this giant thing, then they get to sit there for a couple hours unwrapping things. I mean, your job's done for you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. They have like these little espionage themed ones, and I got the kid one a couple weeks ago as like a reward for something, and I gave it to her. And so it's a ball, right? Plastic ball. She pulls off the the cellophane, you know, the shrink wrap. Mm-hmm. She got this plastic ball, and it's got all these compartments around it, and each one had like a three combination lock code to it. So then oh. she has to take this little like decoder and look at this little thing and figure out the different codes and then try out those different codes to open each individual like seven, six or seven compartments oh. around the edge of the ball. These people are brilliant. That's the way cool. they're manipulating our children because, oh, because what's big? Unboxing videos. Kids love watching unboxing oh, videos. Oh, yeah, they do. So the LOL yeah. surprise thing is literally the unboxing is half of the experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like she's literally trying out codes on like like luggage codes, kind of. <laughs> it's like the little those little like wheel co- wheel combinations, right. and 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 then locks them all up, and then the, and doesn't remember them. So she wants to show me something, but she's already locked them all up again. So she has fun pulling out, she figure out the codes again. I'm like, oh, this is gonna <laughs> it's gonna take a minute, right? I think those are those are uh, produced by Hasbro as well. Those things are. I'm not big on the blind blind buy stuff, the blind bag stuff. I know it's all the rage right now. I'm not a fan of it. These people, because of the different variants of the unboxing that they've created, uh, like they've created an experience, 
this ain't going away anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to have to run out of ideas first. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we'll keep our eye on the Star Wars uh, action figure friend. And Hopefully LOL surprise. Uh, and LOL, yeah. LOL yeah. surprise. Yeah. It's always a surprise. Mm-hmm. A By the way, I texted you a picture of the Bat Wiener. Mike. Oh, oh great. Man. That popped up on my screen, by the way, so all the viewers will be able to see that. Oh, yeah. great. Then I'm glad I sent the one I sent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you guys know how toys have the age limit. Like, you know, can only be like three plus can use this toy. Uh-huh. That's, you know why they do that? I'm glad I'm three plus. Because toys are dangerous, guys. Oh, yeah, they are. Toys are dangerous, and people in Middleton, Wisconsin will tell you that they are the most dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) So there there was an event that happened in Middleton, Wisconsin, where the police were called to a site, and they evacuated the the entire block (laughs) and all the surrounding area oh, and they brought it brought in the explosive ordnance disposable unit awesome to assist <laughs> with disarming a bomb when they got to the place where this bomb was they realized it was just two cardboard tubes duct taped together with ends <laughs> it's not even duct tape it's like electrical tape <laughs> electrical tape that had a kid left on his porch because he wanted a double bladed lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that the kids like I, hey, Star I don't Wars have kid. A, I don't have a third tube that I can put these two tubes onto <laughs> so I can have one continuous tube for my double bladed lightsaber. So I'm just gonna literally tape the tubes together by wrapping tape around both of them. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? What what in what in whose head was this an explosive, even a potential explosive device? Yeah. It was just a 12-year-old kid who got some uh, wrapping paper tubes. Yeah. Electric electric taped them together, put some electric tape on the top and bottom. And just... Is it the way... Because it's a lightsaber. Is it because it's positioned up underneath the concrete block there that makes it look like maybe it's like put there very intentionally? Like, I'm trying to figure out where anybody would look at this and go... <gasps> I sense foul play. Like what? A lot of bombs. It's a bomb. It's a bomb. 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 I don't know. I don't know. So be careful with your lights. Be careful with your lightsabers and where you hold them, especially if they're homemade ones. Oh no! Hey, wait, 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 wait! Wasn't there like a shooting in Middleton, Wisconsin, in the last few days or something? <gasps> what? I wonder yeah. if they're just on high um, alert for everything right now. Oh, could be. No, this is seven days ago. I think that was before that happened. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was an active shooter, I guess. Yeah, I'm not. I don't remember if that was Middleton or yeah, somewhere in Wisconsin. Yeah, I think it actually was Middleton, but this was before that. Yeah, weird. It was. Yeah, so be careful where you leave your tubes, guys. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. So, I'm looking at you, yeah. fellow. Yeah, yeah. Quit waving your tube in my face. Yeah, that's why I watch you punch bad guys. Put the bat tube away, Poor old ladies. That's mm-hmm. fine too. So anyway, last up here, got another pop corner, guys. Oh, yeah. So ahead of a uh, New York Comic Con, Funko has already released an exclusive that they will be selling there, and I'm excited about this one, and I wish I could get it, but it's only a limited edition Comic Con. 
pop. It's, Doesn't that mean you can buy it at any Hot Topic for full price? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank yeah, you. for like, well, yeah, they jack them up like four dollars, but yeah. Probably. And they don't count when the rest of them are on. When the one are like, everything in this store is buy you fifty percent off everything you put in this bag, and then you walk up there with three exclusive pops and like, well, not those. And you can Why only buy one not? each. What are you doing? Why Come not on. those? Well, those are exclusives for San Diego Comic Con. Actually, actually, they're not because we're in Fort Wayne and this is a hot topic. So they're <laughs> clearly not exclusives from San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Well, they're going to release Captain Rex. That's ah, a good looking fig. You got, it is. I like this one. I like Captain Rex. He's his favorite clone. I like the dual pistols and I like the, the yeah. kind of swaggery position he's standing. I like his little range finder yeah. above his head. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. So commit if you like, or not commander captain Rex, if you like him, uh, go to New York. So the comic con or hot topic and pay uh, $4 more for it. Mm-hmm. But, last but you get to listen to obnoxious punk music at full volume while you're there. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like emo, emo music. It depends on what hot topic. Yeah. The one that we yeah. went to near your house was like blasting like punk music. You yeah. go to the one, one around just, here and, and they might as well be playing, playing like Disney songs. One day I just want to walk in and yeah, listen to here and play journey or something <laughs> or like Chicago, <laughs> play Chicago. That'd there be great. As on, I was walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hot topics has released an image of their Christmas star Wars pop vinyls, baby. This, this is the dumbest thing ever, except for one thing. That is uh, awesome. Yeah. That he's holding a candy cane lightsaber. No, it's yeah. not. And it's not even the fact that the candy cane, the candy cane glows. There's a yeah, limited edition. Yeah, I'm stealing all of Garrick's thunder. I, there's something about Chewy tangled up in Christmas lights that actually <laughs> I really enjoy. Yeah, she looks like he's really trying to get out of there too. Yeah, he's he like can't. he's mad. He's like, don't quit looking at me like that and help. He's a Christmas. So R- yeah, so yeah. What about R two with it? He has a uh, uh, antlers, no. like reindeer antlers. Hard pass. Hard no. 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 What about Vader? He's holding, like you said, a lightsaber candy cane. I'm gonna actually what? go with a baby Groot decorated as a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's okay. actually down the page, and I like oh, yeah. You don't like the SpongeBob one? Nope. Uh, okay. My daughter has a SpongeBob Christmas book, and she makes me read it to her constantly. Ooh. I'm sorry. Actually, she reads it to me now. Look at Hulk. He's just so mad that he has presents in his stocking. Yeah. yeah. Hulk's mad about being Hulk Jewish. This offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they also have Yoda, and he's dressed up like Santa, and C-3PO, who's dressed like Santa too. So yeah, I like these. Yeah, but C3PO Ooh. is pantsless Santa. And he's holding a beer in, in a, a the Santa beard in front of his three P D. It looks like he's like like oh oh goodness yeah. gracious me, I forgot my pants. So he takes the beard off and he holds it down in his yeah. underwear region. Oh, Yoda doesn't need oh, pants because the coat goes cool. down to his toes. See? Yeah. Yeah. Yoda doesn't need pants. Yoda doesn't need pants. Ribs. Yeah. I'm a yeah. Jedi master. I got no need for pants. When 900 years old you are, you'll be streaking too. That's right. That's right. You got nothing to lose. Who are you trying to impress? Right. Everybody you know is dead probably because you're 900 years old. Yeah, Minox and, and lizards and stuff. Who cares? Yeah, for real. Mm. So yeah, check those out. It's coming out soon. Hey, Buy them. That's all I got. I'm going to get the Chewy. I hate myself. I hate myself. No. No, don't give in. I'm going to get it. Don't give in to hate. I, my, my two goals on this podcast are to get 
Corey to buy pop vinyls and to get Mike to buy steel book cover Blu-rays. Uh-huh. I've never not bought pop vinyls. <laughs> I just refuse to buy 99.9% of pop vinyls. I just got to get that down. To I've 90%. never refused to buy steel books. I just don't buy 99.9% of steel books. Yeah. Yeah. I think my last steel book anything was like my copy of Halo 1. <laughs> it's been a while mm. it's been a while mm-hmm. and it's also been a while since we started this podcast so hey ladies and germs won't you run out uh to uh itunes stitcher google podcasts whatever i don't know iHeartRadio, uh like napster uh, or quick time uh, justin timberlake started napster yeah morpheus kazaa and Doug, and then give Bear us share. a nice little review. Bear share. Give us a nice Lime little review wire. so we can reach more listeners just like you. We'd appreciate that a whole lot. Follow us on Twitter, FlyCasual1138. Take part in the conversation. We're getting more and more active on there. Man. Are okay. we? I think so. How many YouTube followers we got now? Oh, man. What are we up to, Mike? I know we went up at least one. What do we do? YouTube subscribers, what are you doing staring <laughs> at your phone? Um, oh, last time oh, I saw Cracker Jack with this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. We're, we're looking. Yeah, we're gonna I see. Should, You're gonna want to go to YouTube. Fan yes, you should subscribe. subscribe to the Fly Casual Podcast uh, page there. <laughs> YouTube page. The tubes. I uh, forty-three subscribers. Now. Forty-three subscribers. It's, we're growing. We're growing at a rate of ten <laughs> subscribers per week. If we get to hundred, I'll subscribe. Or five per week. That's how I know. Ooh. That's how I know it's a legitimate channel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Garrett's got to have standards. The rest of us yeah. are just. You know. Oh, you must. Come on. Did you just subscribe? Because it's forty-four now. No. As we speak. I As think Howie's speak. outside listening at the door, actually. That's probably who it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it counts. Oh, they're talking about it. But do that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, join us on Twitter, like I said. And uh, you, uh, what, we'll see. We do the YouTube, Twitter, the reviews. That's kind of the whole thing. I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. Uh, yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe. Over there's Garrick. Na, 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 na. You can finish that yourself batwing oh yeah. i remember i remember go to bettercotton.com look at the show notes uh if you're not watching on the youtube where you can look at mike looking at the show notes and just let him do the clicking for you That's you can favorite. do it manual manual style if you like mm-hmm. by going to bettercotton.com check out the show notes in the meantime we are jella jelly jelly